Hey, this is Celeste, and you're listening to that witchy stuff. Uh, so here we are at um, episode 12, which is the last episode of season one. Um, just to recap, we've kind of gone through the basic elements of casting a spell this season. Um, and it's if you've been listening, um, hopefully you took something away from those episodes, um, but you may not have taken something away from every episode, and that's okay. Uh, you know, you don't have to do magic the way anyone else does magic. You do it the way you do it. Um, so that's actually what we'll talk about in this episode. You know, you know all the things that go into it, but how do you actually make magic happen you know it's not just a matter of following specific steps and and doing specific actions or whatever you know or using specific tools and ingredients like I said in other episodes the most powerful tool that you have is yourself like the magic is within you that sounds so cliche, doesn't it? Uh, but anyway, the magic is is within you. All of these things help you to focus your magic, focus your power, your energy, but they're not really what the magic is. So um, before we go on into that and get into the details of it all, um, so yeah, this is the last episode of the season. Uh, I may take a week or two off. I don't know. I hate. I hesitate to say it because you know I don't want to be like I'm going to take a week or two off and then not take it off. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, we'll just we'll just play it by ear. You know, um, that's kind of my favorite thing. I think last week I said play it by the seat of my pants, um, <laughs> which was completely wrong. That's not how that goes. But uh, yeah, here we are. I may take a week or two off. Um, in that time, uh, I well, I told you I told you last week that um, I needed to come to a decision about whether or not I would keep going with the podcast. Um, starting this was sort of experimental. Uh, I really didn't expect to have any listeners. Um, so I think that it kind of took me by surprise a little bit. Um, and I want to make sure that going forward that I'm still in it for the right reasons. Uh, to me, those reasons were that I want to... Um, well, let me back up. All right. So, you know, I'm in a Wiccan coven. I know I've said that I don't necessarily um, feel very Wiccan. My high priest says I check all the boxes, um, like literally everything that I believe is what Wiccans believe. But I think that that is his very specific viewpoint and that the rest of the world would disagree with him. Um, that being said, that's perfectly fine. Um, I love him and my coven and I'm not going anywhere. Um, but I do tend to filter myself a little bit 
when I'm, um, when we're discussing things. Um, you know, I'm trying to make sure that it is at least somewhat in line with, with regular Wiccan beliefs. Like, I don't have a problem, like, with cursing someone, but Wiccans do. <laughs> so, um, I try not to say things like that there. Um, but, so the purpose of creating the podcast was just a place for me to be able to talk about my ideas about witchcraft without needing to um, kind of water that down. Um, I feel really strongly that I'm not the only witch that has this perspective. Um, I think a lot of us don't have a religion-based perspective for witchcraft. Um, it's really, it can feel alienating sometimes that most of the information that's out there seems to be really focused towards deities and um, some sort of, you know, some sort of religion, you know, like uh, I see things about, like today I saw someone talking about um, their coven and talking about how their clergy will grow. Clergy to me is a very Christian word. <laughs> um, and I don't like it. I, I don't, I don't want to associate my witchcraft with Christianity. And I realize that's because I have my own traumas that I need to address. I also don't feel particularly compelled to address them right now. So, um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, a lot of, a lot of witches are, you know, either Wiccan or pagan. And I, I know that pagan is a term that we all fit under, but it seems like there's an implied uh, definition of it being that you worship a set of gods. And I don't worship anybody or anything. Um, me, I worship me. <laughs> I have faith in my magic. Does that count? I feel like it doesn't. Also, it's not as egotistical as, as that sounded. Um, so yeah, that is my purpose here. I wanna be able to talk about my witchcraft in a way that is not religion-based. <clears throat> and if uh, I'm able to provide any information to other witches who are of the same mindset, then that's cool too. Um, so on that note, um, Going forward, starting with season two, I guess, uh, I would like to have some guest speakers. You don't need to be an expert in anything. Um, if you have an opinion and can make words, then uh, you're a perfect fit. So if you would like to be on the show at some point in the very near future, um, let me know. Find me on Twitter. I'm at stuff underscore witchy. If it's just a matter of like you have just questions and you want to have a conversation about your questions, that's cool too. Um, I, I feel like there's just so many more people who can add value to what we're talking about here. So uh, yeah, let me know. Um, Okay, so I think that 
uh, covers all of the main uh, orders of business. So I guess we'll move on to the process of a spell. Um, I think I said it at the beginning. If I did, I'm going to repeat it. In the other episodes, we talked about all the things that go into uh, doing a spell. But how do you make the magic happen? That's the part that's the most difficult to explain and the most elusive for people to achieve. Um, it's the part that when you're practicing witchcraft, that's the part that you're practicing, in my opinion. You know, uh, tapping into and manipulating energy of the universe. <clears throat> um, so how do you do that? Um, I will tell you how I do it. Hold on. Sorry, allergies, pollen in Atlanta. I'm dying, but I'll, you know, I'll be okay. I'm gonna stop being dramatic. Okay, so the process of a spell. Uh, the way I do it is um, first I cast a circle. Sometimes I will cast a circle using the elements. Sometimes I will cast a circle like we talked about where I am, you know, I'm, I'm, I envision my being filled with light and uh, let that light um, expand outwards outside of myself and into a, a sphere that surrounds me. Um, however you want to do it, you can also uh, physically create a circle, you know, like with salt or um, um, bone, uh, bone meal. What in the, I just lost the whole word. I think it's bone meal. <laughs> um, Anyway, it's something you can find in the gardening section. It's a fertilizer. Uh, it is bone, literally made from bone. Um, you can use that if you're going to be casting a circle outside so that you're not putting salt into the earth because, you know, salt the earth, things don't grow. <laughs> um, some people use eggshells. So, or you can, you know, even use like chalk or something like that. So you can, you can create a physical circle, but you don't have to. Um, so, so yeah, cast the circle, and the reason that you want to do that is so that you can separate yourself from the mundane world and, you know, really get into that magical mindset, um, because that part is really important when it comes to working with magic. Not the circle, but getting yourself into that mindset. Um, and for me, being in a circle, it feels like a physical distancing from all the, the regular distractions in my house. All right, so the next thing is to gather your power. You're in the circle, and now you want to, to gather your power. You want to sort of um, open up pathways to where the power is in you, or it's sort of like um, going through your house and turning lights on at night. Maybe you don't turn the lights on in every room, that's not necessary, but maybe you go through, you know, you turn on the light in your bedroom, then you turn on the light in the hall, maybe you turn on the light in the living room, 
then you turn on the light, you know, in the, in the dining room or kitchen or whatever, but you haven't turned on all the bedrooms. You haven't turned on, you know, the bathrooms or whatever other rooms you have in the house. You've created a path from one place to another. So for me, it's, it's definitely um, flipping switches or it's almost like opening doors, actually, I think, because I think a lot of times in general, just in everyday life, we are shutting ourselves off to the magical stuff. So it's almost like opening that back up. Maybe like airing your house out for spring, you know, you open up all the windows and let the, the spring breeze come in and it, it fills the house. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to let it go. I think you guys know what I mean. Uh, a lot of times what I'll do though, when I'm gathering that power is I will, again, um, envision my being, being filled with light. Um, so I may take some time to meditate. Uh, in fact, I almost always take some time to meditate, maybe just five minutes, you know, however long it takes me to, to get there. Um, it doesn't have to take a long time though, is, is my point. Uh, a lot of times I will take some deep breaths and as I inhale, I'll envision, um, pulling, um, light or color or something like that into my being. Uh, if, for example, the energy I wanted to work with was, was calming energy, I might envision pulling in colors like, you know, pale pinks and peaches and, you know, yellows and nice calm, you know, maybe some light purples or, or something like that, just nice calm colors. And on the exhale, I would envision exhaling um, colors that might seem negative or sick, or, you know, um, any of that kind of stuff, like a bile green, or like black, or something like that, um, and I'll keep doing that until I feel like I've filled my being completely with that color that I'm trying to work with, that energy I'm trying to work with, so once it is filled completely, then I will focus it all down into a tight, bright ball of light that is um, maybe in my core, sort of in my solar plexus kind of area. Um, and then I will move that ball of light down to my hand, just like how we've done with that bird of light thing. So I'll move that ball of light down to my, my hand. Um, at this point, uh, the ingredients, everything should be laid out and ready for, for my ritual my ritual everything should be laid out and ready for my spell um by the time I start that or at least you know put into my space and and where I'm going to use it um so then as I am picking things up um ingredients up um or tools things like that let's say uh I was going to do a, a spell jar um, maybe I would, at that point, I would pick up the jar and I would push my energy from my hand into the jar and, and, you know, the energy would be of containment. Um, 
or, you know, I mean, any number of things. So the same thing would go with ingredients. So, you know, if I was going to be doing something calming, maybe I'm going to use lavender <clears throat> and I'm going to push into, hold on. Okay, I'm going to try to quit coughing. I'm going to push into um, the lavender, the energy about it, how it's calming. Um, uh, maybe I'm going to use salt and I'm going to push into the salt, the energy about how it's being um, purifying. So as I'm putting each one of these ingredients into the jar, I am pushing the energy from myself into that ingredient, the magical energy. Um, and then, you know, you do whatever you're going to do with it. If it's a jar, maybe you layer lots of things and then you add honey or, or something. I don't know. Um, if it is something like, uh, sometimes I'll do something where um, I grind a bunch of ingredients together with my mortar and pestle. And, um, and then maybe I'm going to burn it or maybe I'm going to use that powder to coat something or you know, something like that. Um, maybe I'm going to use that powder at, at all the thresholds to, to my house. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've put them all together and now I'm going to do whatever action I need to do with it. And when I'm doing the action that I, that I need to do with it, whatever that final thing is for preparing it, um, then I'm pushing the energy of full intention into it. Um, like if, if I was doing a spell jar that was supposed to be calming, um, I'm trying to think what a specific situation might be. Okay. Maybe I have a stressful situation at work coming up and I want to have this spell jar with me at work to, to give me calming energy at that time. So after I've prepared everything into the jar, then I would do one final pushing of energy into it where I'm saying this jar is to give me calming energy when I'm dealing with this stressful situation at work, you know? Um, I don't feel like that was actually a very good example of, of what I would do magically, but I think you probably get, you, you probably get what I mean. Uh, so now um, you have expelled your power into each ingredient with the intention it should have. Um, if you are going to activate the spell in some way, uh, like if you're going to blow on it or bury it or burn it, you know, that's going to be another pushing of energy. Like that's the releasing the magic into the world for it to do its thing. Um, and then, uh, then you end the spell and, and, you know, close your circle, open your circle, however you say it. Uh, but like I said, it's really difficult to define that actual, like making magic part. Um, part of it is going to come after you've done the spell. Like when you do the spell, 
you have to believe that that is done. <laughs> like you, maybe you are, uh, maybe you haven't seen the results of it yet, but you have to believe that it's done or it's not going to happen. Like that sort of base. If you doubt yourself, um, then you're doubting the magic and it's probably not going to happen. So if you have seeds of doubt, you really need to address those. Um, even if it's just a matter of like, yes, I, I have some seeds of doubt, but I, I do believe that this will happen. You know, I mean, it, just like reminding yourself that, that it is real and it's going to happen. Um, sometimes regardless of how real it is and how much we believe it will happen, sometimes it still doesn't happen. And I think a lot of times that comes into play when you are trying to affect, trying to affect change that has to rely on some other person. You know, like if I am trying to affect change in a way of like getting someone fired at work so I can take their, um, take their role so I can be promoted into their role, you know, maybe that's not going to happen because maybe that's not, maybe that person doesn't deserve to be fired, you know? <laughs> um, so sometimes regardless of how much you believe in it, things won't happen, but that doesn't make it less real. Uh, I think when you do the first spell that you actually see definite results from, to me, that was when I was like, oh, holy shit, like <laughs> I did that. And, and that made a thing happen. And that's crazy, but it's true. Um, so yeah, you, you've got to believe in it. A lot of people will say once you have um, cast the spell, don't think about it anymore. Um, like, it's when you stop thinking about it that you release the magic fully, that you've fully put it out into the universe. And now that's when it will do its work. Um, other people will say, just don't talk about it. Like when you talk about it, you are lessening the, 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 the power behind the magic. Um, and I do kind of tend to go along with that one. Like that feels kind of right to me. I usually won't talk about a spell until after it's finished, like after the magic has, I've seen the results of the magic. Um, oh, something I meant to mention too is a lot of people say to, when you are doing your spell to include all five senses, like, I don't know, just, um, if I'm talking about being calm, then I will think about like what my body feels like when I'm calm, um, what things smell like when I'm calm, what they may taste like or look like or sound like when I'm calm. <clears throat> um, and things like uh, smelling calm, maybe I'm thinking about the smell of lavender or tasting calm, maybe I'm thinking about the taste of honey. Like those are things I said that I put in, this, in the jar, right? So, and how all these things together are what makes, um, they're what I look like, feel like when I'm calm. 
Um, so I think that that is just another, you know, it's kind of another trick to focus your, um, your intentions or focus your, get your magical mindset in the right place, something like that. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a whole big bunch of something. I'm looking at my notes. I really didn't make any notes. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we have six minutes left. I think that really is about it though as far as um, like how to make magic. The short story is you have to find how your connection to magic works and then you have to access it and you have to use it. Your connection may be much, much different than mine. Your idea of what magic is may be much, much different than mine. Um, for example, you know, I feel like magic is affecting change in the real world outside of myself. If it's affecting change within myself, that's just, to me, self-improvement. Like, that's something I am, you know, maybe I'm actively working towards being more focused. I should be working towards that, but it's a lost cause. So maybe I'm working towards being more focused and I'm taking steps that will make me be more focused. And maybe I'm also doing magic that would, uh, you know, make me more focused. But at the end of the day, I feel like any of those changes that actually happen are because I, I did them. Like I did the work, <laughs> you know? Um, but when, when you make change happen that's not part of yourself that's what feels like magic to me uh and um i don't think i ever do magic that is not actually changing what someone else will do or influencing what someone else will do i mean well, there was that one time when I first started, I first became a witch or discovered I was a witch and there was some snowflakes and it's Atlanta. We don't get a lot of snow. And I really, 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 really wanted it to snow. So for like two hours, I tried to um, use magic to make it snow more. And it, it, it didn't snow more in my area, but it rained for like three months straight. Um, probably unrelated I don't know but it was like record levels of rain so um I don't ever other than that I don't think I've ever tried to make any sort of change that's not actually on another person you know like getting uh my boss to see my value that's magic on another person so maybe that's why so many um well I don't want to say so many Wiccans maybe that's why so many witches have an issue with doing magic because other than doing magic on yourself or trying to do magic on things that are not other people how do you do it I don't know
It's a good question. Maybe something we could talk about in another episode. Um, so, so, you know, another thing, what is the benefit of being a witch? For me, <clears throat> the benefit of being a witch, especially, I, I feel like this question is especially important if we're talking about being a witch the way I am, like without any sort of like religion involved. For me, the benefit is um, mostly recognizing the power I have within myself. Like I became a completely different person once I accessed that power within myself. And in a really good way, you know, like confident and knowledgeable and, you know, feeling like whatever really fucked up situation comes, it may suck, but that I can handle it. I'll get through it. You know, like that I'm not going to shatter and break. Um, that personal power, well, it was empowering. Like it's literally what we mean when we say something's empowering. That's what I mean. Um, uh, also, you know, a sense of community, like most witches have, have a tendency to be on the fringes of society, but like we're all on the fringes of society, right? And knowing that you're not just a single fringe out there, you know, by yourself dangling in the wind, but there's a whole group of people around you. That's, that's pretty special, you know, there's something there. And then, you know, just knowing that I have a connection to the universe and working to strengthen and deepen that connection that I have to the universe. That was, um, that's pretty important to me. I think that's usually what people are doing when they're meditating. Um, I'm not good at meditating. Uh, not in the have no thoughts way. I meditate in other ways. Um, and then, you know, uh, so feeling my feeling, strengthening, deepening my connection to the universe, but then also working to understand myself and my place in the universe and the power that's in the universe. Um, I think that's the important part about being a witch to me. And that's usually some some level of that is usually what I'm talking about when, when I, when I say, you know, tapping into your power or finding what resonates or connecting to the, the energy of the universe, like there's magic all around us. And if you, if you try hard enough, you can see it. You just have to sort of, um, look at it with, a child's look at everything around you with a child's wonder you know whether you're looking at something giant like the night sky or something really small like you know a rock or a crystal or something you know there's magic there if you just let yourself see it so yeah um right before the spring equinox I think it's appropriate to say you know do a little spring cleaning in your soul. Open up the windows, let the fresh air in, and blow away the dusty cobwebs of society. 
So on that note, then, I think that uh, that'll do it for today. You know, that's a wrap. Um, and I will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Oh, and you know, I was thinking maybe, maybe we could do a giveaway sometime next season. Uh, I don't know what yet. I know the typical thing would be a book or something, but it might be kind of cool if I can give somebody a piece of my jewelry. So yeah, let me know what you think about that. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.